0: There it is. I show mm, up when the lights lock, come on. That's right. Locker
1: room cancer. <laughs> Dominique Foxworth. Oh my goodness. I don't
0: feel Dominique like Dominique
1: can't do it all by himself.
0: Oh, says who? I mean, mm-hmm. k- kind of been doing it. <laughs> <laughs> love this i answer. am love i am it. right here
2: i am right here <laughs> just for the record um, huh, locker room I'm not kidney stone to that. <laughs> yeah, thank you thank you dominique trying to pass this thing through with all sorts of um health hazards um uh, spencer's here that was the voice you heard um alabaster we have not heard your um what's the opposite of dulcet those tones we have heard those grating uh, yeah. uh yeah. the grating tones um Let's
3: talk about some NFL draft in the combine. My question for you guys. Do
2: Anthony Richardson's combine numbers make you think he should go first overall? So the underwear Olympics Ooh. has a new has a new Michael Phelps. <laughs> Anthony Richardson out of Florida. No one has been bigger and faster in the history of people getting measured for things that philosophically make us uncomfortable, but practically make us aroused. Yo, <laughs> this dude, I, I Spencer, you are a Florida guy, Florida man. Mm-hmm. Dominique, you also meddled in this contest. I, I, oh, okay. I, I was... don't know if if he should go first because I don't know if he can play quarterback. I guess period, as well as the guys like CJ Stroud,
0: Bryce Young, who I know can do it. But I want to find out. I now want to find out. (laughs) The absurdity of the combine and of the draft process is they're all really good. And whatever story you want to tell yourself, you can find a corollary for that in the league and say, oh yeah, this just like when X player. And for Anthony Richardson right now, the hot name is Josh Allen or Cam Newton or some explosive otherworldly athlete. You could even point to Jalen Hurts as a guy who came into the league as not a great quarterback, but a good athlete who raises the floor in the running game and gives him time to develop. So if someone took Anthony Richardson number one overall, I would not think that they were crazy because, like I said, you can find someone to justify that decision. Mind you, you can also always find someone on the other end that – uh, lots of ones that fit the same profile and ended up failing. The only person in this draft that you can't find a perfect comparison for is probably the best quarterback in the draft, and Bryce Young, or at least the most proven in, like, traditional quarterback metrics uh, is Bryce Young because he's, like, my size, and we don't play quarterback normally. Not out of high school. I was nasty in high school. Okay, them boys, the
1: blues. Well, it, this is – Anthony Richardson is uh, – the combine numbers are leather seats. That's what they are. Well, I'm, I'm thinking about buying this car. Have you seen the rich leather seats? <laughs> That's it. Ooh, actual leather. Yes, the with smell. an Alcantara steering wheel. The smell. <laughs> That's what combine numbers are because you were already thinking about it. You can see how big yeah. he is. The film shows you that the potential, the ceiling, does not exist. It is astronomical what he could be capable of the film also shows that he went whole entire stretches of games without throwing a td he misses short throws frequently his accuracy especially on basic routes like out routes is questionable at times he did not impress on those throws like if you ask twitter twitter was either like well this guy's beautiful and he throws a gorgeous deep ball deep ball by the way that's another delicious leather seat right when somebody <laughs> manages to connect against an undefended go route, right <laughs> twitter goes gonzo. twitter's like oh he's the truth he's the next thing i would like to go ahead and get some zach wilson footage out for you of some beautiful deep throws that he made if you just yeah. want to get too excited about that i'm not going to let you land anywhere easy on anthony richardson i will say this not a polished passer maybe not even a mid mid-process passer when you talk about what he's capable of does that mean he's not going to go first no Because he is shinier than shiny right now. And if he was already appealing to you, and you were already making that little narrative in your head, if you are, uh, let's see, Pablo, we're talking about pre-show. Howie Roseman of the Eagles Uh may be at 10 interested in this. With a proven track record of taking a less than polished passer and turning them into a lethal offensive threat. There is no doubt in my mind that would be a good spot for it. Would it be fair to Jalen Hurts? Hell no. Is it, a, is it an amazing idea? Absolutely. Anthony Richardson is an amazing idea. The reality doesn't measure up to that yet. He's going to have to land in the right place, even more so. We say like NFL prospects are all about context, right? There's absolute value. But what they're going to be as a player is about the context, the system, where they end up with the personnel, with the management.
2: It, it that is so, so crucial here. Dominique, it occurs to me as I think about like, okay, we're thinking about GMs as CEOs. We're thinking about uh, this guy as a stock. And I'm like, I should learn the lesson as a gas bag from Josh Allen and say, obviously, he should be taken first overall. (laughs) Obviously, like, let me get as much stock as I can in the chance that, in fact, he lives up to the thing, the trend line that we are now sort of clinging to, even if he started one season at Spencer Halls, Florida, and 55%? I believe completion percentage, like all of these questions, Mm -hmm. nine, how many picks did he throw Spencer? It was, it was Uh, more than you would like. Yeah. A lot more than
1: I would like and Fewer touchdowns than you want against quality competition. The games in which he was ordered to throw a lot. He did reasonably well against college talent. There is going to be a stark contrast between his ability to create plays and his ability to play within the playbook in year one. I think even more so than you would see from rookies such as C.J. Stroud or Bryce Young. Again, this, is all, this all sounds like you're selling a car, right? Going I interest you in this more sensible C.J. Stroud? Or this, <laughs> this drivable and fun, if slightly small, compact Bryce Young. Best in class. Yeah, yeah. safety.
0: <laughs> um, Pablo, so you just want to game the system? Like, I feel like the honest assessment of this is we don't know, know, but that's not fun. And you just want to game the <laughs> system because 10 years from now, we'll dig up the tape of the guy who said he was good and if he happens to flop flop no one's going to be like 10 years from now Pablo was way wrong about this Anthony yeah Richardson I guy saw
2: it happen to you and Mina last year
0: <laughs> I'm like I don't want to be you guys getting this wrong hell no that's the first time anyone's ever said that in the history of life that they don't want to <laughs> be me how dare you that's dumb
1: no I was alabaster let me just get one other thing in here Pablo why are you trying to learn a lesson from Josh Allen <laughs> that's like trying to learn about investment from winning the lottery. Yeah. It's just easy. You just go spend a couple of bucks on a ticket
2: and that retirement, oh, taken care of it. Oh, that sweet oh. Powerball though. Alabaster.
0: It well, I actually so much
3: sense in my head. I think all of these teams are trying to learn a lesson from Josh Allen and Justin Herbert and Jalen hurts, which is that sometimes physical tools in the modern NFL are better to invest in than college production. Cause I think, you know, Tua over Herbert, Mayfield over Allen are gonna be illustrative of Anthony Richardson, who is six four, two hundred and forty-four pounds, running a four four three compared to Bryce Young, who chugged weight gainer to weigh two hundred and four pounds and is gonna weigh 185 pounds again once he puts on pads. Because like teams need that now to beat if you're gonna beat Herbert, Allen,
0: Mahomes, Lawrence, the world. The wild thing about like trying to draw these trend lines from the NFL is the sample is so small and the time periods are so long and the ecosystem is closed. So like you start to assume that things are facts that aren't facts and then you start to make decisions based on those facts, which then create trend lines that make you reinforce the idea that this is a fact until you're wrong. So like in this situation, yeah, you can have a couple quarterbacks who were physically gifted and not all that successful in college. You can have them pan out in part because you believe that's the case. So you draft those quarterbacks and those quarterbacks get more chances because you draft them highly. You're more committed into to making it happen because you believe in it. Then someone else is like, oh, that worked. We're going to do it again. And then the same model continues to follow. It's not like a true ecosystem where the the best or true meritocracy where the best players actually succeed. Then it goes back to the point about context that Spencer just brought up. So like you look at all of these individuals as if you can tell something about how successful they're going to be based on them and them alone when all the factors around them are so much more important. But it's not fun to like measure the 40 time of like support staff. Like that's that's not great. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, you should do that.
1: (laughs) Yeah, we do. Respect to Bryce Young, by the way, for not running. Because, like, after Anthony Richardson goes out there and puts up a 4-4. No! I'm not going to. If I put up a 4-5, which is an outstanding time for Bryce Young, what's that going it, to. Nothing! It's going to prove nothing, and I'm going to look slower than the alien. <laughs> also, Bryce Young's an alien. Yeah. Let's just, it's just a different kind. He's not the overwhelming, shiny, ooh, leather seats kind of alien. But if you look at what he's capable of in extending plays. He is capable of some of the craziest air raid scrambles that you have ever seen on a
0: football field with
1: uncanny accuracy and field awareness on an entirely different level. It's just not going to show so up at the I combine.
0: F- I feel like we're walking into a place where we need to find like entertainment, aliens to make these comparisons and so mm-hmm. anthony richardson feels like predator bryce young you're making him sound like marvin the martian and i don't like it <laughs> i don't like it i don't like him zipping around and uh, yeah it's not yes, great yes will, will levis is the thing from prometheus
2: he's like the giant dude with like a bald head and like i think you're a human mm-hmm. but what was of- the
0: movie that was about communicating with those squids um and arrival yeah arrival yeah, those arrival. are some great aliens I don't know who that is. I don't think anybody's that good to be an a rival alien. I'll just say
1: Will Levis because he's the closest to the one who might
0: be an alien because he puts mayonnaise in his coffee. What the f- oh, Spencer? Yeah. He, he also Spencer. Eats banana peels. Spencer, you have so yeah, many the, uh, like weird. Uh, you just read too much about these people because this, Dude, is, this is like every time you come on. A, you we talked me. about it. Yeah. Oh, no, this so
2: was this he, was reporting about it. This was journalism. That's oh, right. Gosh, mayonnaise. Yeah, it's a
0: very little. So I need yeah. more. I need more. What? like, how more do you mayonnaise. start this? When do you? No, I don't need more mayonnaise. When do you do this? Why? How do you discover that you want mayonnaise in your coffee? Like, I because it's I'll, white, I'll, I'll... you, like, think so, it's dairy? Is that what so, it is? So, Spencer, um,
2: mm-hmm. I, I am a mayonnaise fan. I, I, I okay. believe it is used.
0: You can't be a mayonnaise fan, first of all.
2: Mayonnaise is not something you can be a fan of.
0: Mayonnaise is like saying I'm a water fan. Like mayonnaise is just like bland. It's a thing that's there. It's okay, it's there, but you can't be a fan of
1: mayonnaise. Full disagree. I'm just taking this down, Dominique. That water and mayonnaise being the same. Mayonnaise, <laughs> is, now a sports, mayonnaise is now a sports beverage. Sports <laughs> yeah, right. beverage.
0: Yeah, but I mean, <laughs> you go. get my point. It's like something has I to do. be like exceptional, exceptionally different for you to be a fan of it. You got to be a fan oh my of like God. white teas. Hold on, we're talking. Okay, okay. It's first the white off, tea of condiments. First oh, i fan.
2: Dominique is the foremost Patrick Mahomes stan. A guy who stands ketchup, and we're getting
0: these takes mm-hmm. about how mayonnaise is too meaningless to be a fan of. It's not about being meaningless, it's about when you have mayonnaise. It's like it's just normal. It's like blah. You can't be a fan of something that's blah. Ketchup got a little something to it. It's got some sweet, it got some it's zest. It's a little something to it. That's, that's all ridiculous. I'm saying. So you can't be a fan of mayonnaise. It's it's
3: worth noting that Will Levis has many weird food opinions. He eats incredibly he does, yeah. brown bananas peel and all he's also apparently yeah. death deathly afraid of milk so that there, there's the mayonnaise and the coffee he has a deathly fear of milk um, but i black. do sure i mean convince him not me um, he said afraid uh, of
0: milk yeah yeah afraid
2: he's... deathly
3: fear that's fear. just reported uh, okay, okay.
0: I, i'm
2: I, i'm no i'm no psychotherapist but i feel like there's a real rich um vein a duct if you will to plumb there in terms of how this all originated mm. but yeah, uh, we, we shouldn't go there. I do want to ask you, Dominique, <laughs> one
3: more thing about, you know, your nihilistic view of quarterbacks only succeeding in different situations and there's support staff. That's a huge part of it. That's obviously a huge key with drafting Richardson. And mm-hmm. what's interesting there is he has the best physical tools in this class. That's not really up for debate at this point. And there are a number of teams in the top 10 who could end up in the Anthony Richardson business, whether it's the Seahawks, whether it's the Lions, whether it's the aforementioned Eagles, is there anywhere that you'd want to see him go? Because guys like that are some, are. it's more interesting to imagine them succeeding than busting and just not playing well in the NFL.
0: I mean, I feel like, if we can erase the long track record of the Lions and look at maybe the recent track record of the Lions, I'd say that looks nice. That's a offensive line with some nice sturdy pieces there. Young receivers that are um, talented and dynamic. Um a veteran quarterback that can hold down the fort while it takes some time to develop. The only question mark is uh, which defense is going to show up. Like the one that came into its own a little bit later in the season or the one that seemed like it was the worst in football earlier in the season. So yeah, that's, that's probably the most exciting and attractive place in a division that could potentially be wide open real soon.
1: I know developmentally where I would want to see him go. And it's not a good thing. But theoretically, it seems to me the best place for a player of that profile is Philly. Like that that to yeah. me in terms of a place that has taken him right. and developed him. Um, there are places where I go, I think there's a brain that would match him well, but the team itself is not in a position to. This is all my way of going back to saying Josh Allen was so successful in part because Brian Dable, I think, had that experience working, you know, both in pros and college with quarterbacks who he had to craft a system around. And he had to put them in a position to succeed from the jump without necessarily having the full skill set to read and interact with pro defenses on an entry level. So my, my long way of saying Carolina, maybe Carolina as well might be a decent place for him to end up.
2: I do like how we've come all the way back around to Dominique's critique of like the trend lines. But I think about like the Las Vegas Raiders and I think about like Jamarcus Russell. I'm just thinking about like all of the ways in which, is it better to be Jamarcus Russell now than it's ever been if you were to plant him back in the present tense? Just like the idea of you need physical tools, forget about, forget about, you know, all the other stuff about quarterbacking.
0: (sighs) What? Yeah, you you are going to say what I'm going to say. No, I want you to say it. You'll say it better. I'm not saying he's Anthony Richardson. I'm not saying No, he's fast. it's just like there's I'm there's not a, saying there anything. other there there were other factors in the Jim Marcus Russell uh a flameout <laughs> that I think uh, uh, yeah. would not change nowadays. Oh, right, right. As
1: as well, I think, you know, that there's not the 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 issue of perhaps a, uh, an addiction to lean. I think there's probably not going to be that work ethic issue because Anthony Richardson has displayed none of that. Has killed it in all of his interviews. He's been fantastic. Uh, had a great reputation at Florida.
0: So I don't yeah, think that's going to be an issue. There's those support staff for purple drink. <laughs> yeah. There's no, there is no support for that. No matter how great your offensive line is, if lean is an issue, you're going to have a hard time developing into the pro that yeah. you're supposed to be. Also, let's not sleep on this. Jamarcus Russell was a very conventional talent at the time. Yeah, he was. Not a runner. Yeah, he was. Huge arm. Yeah. Pass first dude. He was I think the the thing about him that made him like a kind of physical uh specimen was like the huge arm in him just being giant. He just like looked yeah. but like yep. he was he, contrary to his complexion. He was not getting out the pocket on them boys. No, no, no. His final game too. You could not have told
1: me that man was not going to be a three-time MVP. Absolutely. <laughs> bombing Notre Dame out <laughs> of the
2: stadium.
0: Uh Warriors. The lean is lean
2: lean is bad is what i got from that discussion it's very bad oh it's
0: super it's super duper
2: bad yeah i wouldn't know spencer yeah me
1: neither me neither
0: (laughs) (laughs) that's right (laughs) Uh, this is where you turn your microphone on alabaster and you tell us what the next question is oh no no this is where you guys say thank you spencer we're going to David Dennis, who's here to talk about the Warriors oh. of Joe Moran. You guys oh. messed up, not me! Man. <laughs> All right, I take full responsibility. I apologize for stepping in. I know Pablo was just gathering himself to do that part of the show. That's right. I was trying to
2: contemplate, am I a racist because I asked about Jamarcus Russell or not? And then I was like, yeah, oh, right, We have to do the show. It's
0: to, thank you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, hey. everybody's racist. Pablo. Also,
1: like, like personal memory from Jamarcus Russell, he came on is like the funniest sports TV I've ever f- seen in my life. He came on the TV wearing this gigantic kooky sweater. I mean, big or no, it wasn't a kooky sweater. It was like a poncho serape kind of thing. like it was outlandish, huge as hell. It was like 9,000 different colors, cable knit with like irregular, it's. it was awesome. Wow. So he came on TV and he's on there with Troy Smith of Ohio State. And they were both on the sidelines of this game being interviewed. And he has a medallion. Like, I mean, it is a, Jamarcus Russell has a medallion over this thing. And the sideline reporter says, what do you think about this outfit, Troy? And Troy goes, I think it's very representative of the state of Alabama. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Great answer. Was like was Fantastic answer, man. Pre-Rookie wage scale, too. Jamarcus Russell got paid. Oh, man. Good for him. Go ahead,
1: the, the picture with the fur? Killing it. Yes. Absolutely killing it.
0: Love a big All man in right, fur. See you. Thank you. Bye, Spencer.
2: See Thanks you, Spencer. Oh, David Dennis Jr. Hello. I keep on saying Dominique. I always call him by his full name, like he's in trouble. Yeah. He's one of those names to me. David.
4: Hi. Hello. Hey. What's up? What's up? How's it going, everybody? He's it's not in a...
0: trouble. We're in trouble when he shows up.
4: Well, no. yeah, because um, you know, I I just put my Koogie sweater in the <laughs> <project>. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, just to talk to you guys. I was gonna uh, bust out the uh, bust out the Koogie, but. Um, oh. You know, <laughs> but City Trends didn't have Koogie anymore.
0: I, I <laughs> Three of them. Keep it going. See how many we can fit into the show. How many uh, mispronunciations of brands we can do
4: all show. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Let's let's get yeah. Let's get to it. I guess. All right.
3: Let's talk about the Warriors. Does their recent play without Steph Curry, who returned today, make you consider them in the same tier as the Suns and the Nuggets?
2: So we are talking, as Steph Curry and an aforementioned Warriors team, um, is playing the Lakers. And they're doing a thing in this Laker game that will hold no matter what happens next, which is to say that they faced a double-digit deficit and have climbed back. They did this in the previous four games. They won all four. And now Steph is back. And so the question is, I think, a logical one, even though it feels like we're getting ahead of ourselves here, right? Are they actually the team that you consider as dangerous as these other teams that are more newfangled when it comes to the finals. And to me, um, yes, yes. Fundamentally like that lineup, man, Alabaster. I, yeah, you're, I, I, yeah. I uh, yeah.
0: what I mean, yeah, what I, no, no, it's, I'm not disappointed <laughs> or angry. It's like your your emotion like represents how I feel also it's like, you can't doubt them right. <laughs> because, because, because I, I did it last year and then Steph did the same thing. <laughs> while uh mvp trophy was sitting next to him like yeah i guess they can pull it all together but they don't look like it they didn't look like it last year things fell right for them and they played incredibly well and steph took it to another level and andrew wiggins became the type of player that we had always hoped actually he he didn't become the type of player we hoped we'd hoped he'd be a lot better but he became a really good contributor and defensive player on that team so like yeah when you've seen people do it and they have just about the same crew back out there it's reasonable to believe that they can do it again but I wouldn't pick them over the Suns for sure which we haven't seen them do it at least not together so that feels like a risky dumb thing for me to say but I I like the Suns I like Kevin Durant the Nuggets is a different conversation uh because I have like some Nuggets hang-ups that I can't get over I guess we'll get to those at some point some Nuggets Nuggets uh, yeah. David,
2: you are the designated uh, surrogate for Steph Curry on all national television programming and
4: otherwise. So I assume you feel great. I mean, I think I think the Warriors' situation was not necessarily about the the how the team looked as as more as where their standings would be by the end of the season. I think that would be the the deciding factor. I think if they were in a play in, which is where it looked like they were heading, which I mean, it's still possible if you lose like two games, you're back in the play in. Then it becomes like a really tough mountain to to climb. But if they can stay in that four, five, even six range, and I want to talk about that six seed in, um, in a little bit also, but like they can stay in that range and don't have to play in the play-in, I mean, who's really terrifying except for Phoenix? I mean, like, and the Phoenix ter- being terrifying is sort of like in the possibility. Yeah. Like they look like a terrifying team, but yeah. we don't know how that's going to mesh. I but mean, t- they still have the best best starting lineup in the league. Wiggins hasn't been there. Um, you know, Gary Payton should be helping them, and and the best thing that they've looked in the last five games is defensively, and that's these second halves they've really turned up. So if they can figure this thing out defensively, then, you know, I don't see anybody that's definitively better than them.
2: Shut down the Clippers, held with ninety-one points. That was an impressive win for the Warriors. And Alabaster, what are you what are you noticing in our analysis Uh, so far? I've noticed that you guys haven't said the name Clay Thompson,
3: and that's an important name to say because he looked like a diminished player and over the last two months he's been averaging like 27 a game on 45 percent from three and part of that is we used to always say this about clay thompson he could be a scoring champion if he wasn't playing this complementary role well now he's taking 12 threes a game and he's making a lot of them (laughs) and steph curry's coming back and draymond green is instigating things like they played the clippers and he guarded Russell Westbrook, the same way he would guard me in a pickup game, by giving me 20 feet of space. Uh, This team is terrifying, and, you know, they have the the most playoff medal. Like, if they go into a series against the Suns, the Warriors are going to walk in, and they're going to think, we have the best player on the floor, and I don't disagree with them.
4: Okay, well I w- I up. would say that I would say that Draymond might probably just walk up to you and just take the ball from you every time. that, yeah, that you had it. That I don't big. think he's back <laughs> off. I don't think he's back <laughs> Maybe off. His defensive like- strategy
0: the reason why they back off of Westbrook is because he has explosiveness and he can't shoot. Is they'd rather him shoot than dribble. I think they'd rather you dribble and yeah, do just about anything. Dr- but Draymond we'll would make you, you know. What,
3: you know my point. <laughs> you
4: um, this, would this also you insinuates uh, that you would be the point guard for uh, <laughs> for whatever team you're playing. for. <laughs> there are a lot of different ways that we can dissect uh, uh, Dr- 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 Draymond. Draymond would about. make Alabaster <laughs> hit himself in the
0: nuts.
2: Yes. Tried to roast yourself by
0: saying, I'm just like Russell Westbrook, the greatest athlete in the history of athleticism. Got you. The guy who no, took no, a dent in it... the head like a robot and kept cooking.
4: <laughs> that's you? Okay, that's a roast. Yeah. Anyway. We can we Under... do all the roasting for you. You definitely don't have to do it. We got you. We got it covered. We got you covered, Allie.
2: <laughs> but in, in, underneath this uh, pile of ash that Alabaster is hitting in is a good point, which is that, yes, I, I Dominique – it's the fundamental one that we cannot deny, which is that okay, okay. The Nuggets, the Grizzlies, we'll get to the Grizzlies certainly in the way oh, in which God. all of them I have basically to. fallen apart at the same
0: time. I'm going to filibuster this whole thing so we run out of time because <laughs> I don't want to talk about the Grizzlies.
2: But I'll do the thing where I read the standings though. As of yes, <laughs> thank you, filibuster. Wait, I'll wait, read the dictionary wait next Sunday afternoon. <laughs> nuggets. Grizzlies, Kings, Suns, Warriors, T-Wolves, Mavericks, Clippers, Jazz, Pelicans, Lakers, Thunder, Trailblazers, blah, 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 blah. I mean, it's really just the Suns who just beat the Mavericks today. And we watched Kevin Durant look like, yes, the universal travel adapter who enables any offense he gets plugged into to work. Um, It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. They are ridiculous. But I would take the Warriors if, I mean, intuitively, I I believe more in the Warriors. If they're all healthy, absolutely, Mm.
0: I do. So there are like basketball, I guess, aphorisms is what we would call them that we always believe are true. And we say it like it's the single thing to win a title. You need X to win a title. One of the things that I've been talking about a lot lately is like a two-way wing. You need to win a title. And we always thought you couldn't win a title with a small guard, except for like Isaiah Thomas. And we would say things like you have to have a top five defense to win a title. All of these things are things that I accepted to be true. And you look at the West and the teams that are competitors, you can point to all of them and say that they are missing one of these things that you need to have to be successful. And the Suns gave up their best kind of most versatile defensive players. We have not seen their defense get to a consistent level that I think is like championship worthy. But the hope there is Kevin Durant's incredible and he's blocking seven footers and still um, managed to stay with the perimeter that this defense will develop. The Nuggets, like their defense isn't going to change i don't think and they don't have that wing defender and the warriors knock is the small guard is your best player but they've obviously disproven that so (laughs) i i I don't know i think that's why we always end up going with what we're comfortable with the team that won the title last year the team that won the title four times before (laughs) the team that we're pretty sure is going to figure it out and has their biggest question mark was can clay still play yeah the answer's yes guys he's still good at basketball
4: yeah i mean you yeah. know as as much like we're talking about the Suns with with katie and booker looking terrifying they both they had what 75 points together today well, both looked great. um I, Kyrie and luca had 80 together a couple days ago <laughs> you know they, they each have two players who could go for 40 the warriors got three of those guys the warriors got three players who can go for 40 on a, on a given night or can give you 20 point quarters and with pool clay and stuff and Wiggins is not too shabby of a score. Like they can put up a, a ton of points. Their thing is this weird road anomaly. This thing where they like look bad on the road, the defense looks bad in the road, but you gotta feel like that's gonna fix itself in you know in the playoffs. That feels like a thing that championship teams do. And in terms of the seeding, I mean, I'm sorry to Alabaster Kings. Like, why wouldn't you want to just get in that sixth seed and play the Kings in the first round? <laughs> and and, mm. and like that's probably the least terrifying you know, home court team that you can imagine, you play that team and then, you know, see what happens next.
2: Yeah. The Kings, by the way, on pace, a lot of teams currently are on pace to have like the greatest, most offensively efficient season in NBA history. The Kings currently number one, but yes, the defense for them is an even bigger problem than it is. Um, For any of these other contenders, it feels like.
0: Yeah. I mean, you, you can't fake scarcity, especially with players who've been there before. So like, I, I'm, I tend not to believe in like you can hit the switch on and off unless you've been there a bunch of times, like the idea that uh, it's like you're keyed into every single clip and and note and nugget in every single possession as a four-time champion with a bunch of guys that are over 30 and done it a few times week in and week out like that's hard for me to imagine i need to see it from the nuggets i need to see it from the suns i don't need to see it from the warriors like i feel like they're going to get to the playoffs and then all of a sudden the defense is going to get really good because it's not like they're missing a piece unless you think that between this year and last year these guys have gotten has like diminished Significantly, physically, like I think their defense will figure it out. I think I'm talking myself into Warriors winning the. West. And then, oh, and then Doug, Gary, Gary Payton and Gary I Yes, I was going to say Gary Payton oh, yeah, so second. And
4: yeah, and he's going to fit as comfy as a Sean John sweater. So I think it's going it to work out good <laughs> for these
0: I'm guys. we're going to bring that back. Oh <laughs> my god, Sean uh, John oh, oh, God, god. Truly, poor Spencer's Truly. not here to defend himself. Oh, I got to start reading the <laughs> dictionary aardvark oh,
3: okay. <laughs> very good damn very good. it
0: um okay guys i want to do this
2: well
3: we have to uh how do you think the john moran suspension was handled by all parties involved
2: so my understanding is that the grizzlies did not term it Suspension, at least not immediately. The NBA seems to have turned it a suspension with more clarity. And John Morant released a statement that is the first sort of like first person acknowledgement, although it is certainly written out and seemingly very carefully crafted, that he needs to go work on himself. And so, all of this, if you have somehow been disconnected from the internet, uh, comes because John Morant went on, I believe, Instagram Live and was at a strip club, shirtless. And all this so far is sounding okay. Um, well, for the shirtless <laughs> part. um no, with,
4: no. There's there's a lot of things w- wrong with being in the strip club when you yourself are shirtless. Like there, Allegra. this would be this would be a story without the guns. I think that we would have to address what's going on. Why and are you that,
2: shirtless? And and that is a way better third segment that I think we're all more excited to discuss than the fact that then he waved around a gun right after all of the stories had been unearthed, police reports, etc., that have been covered on this show and elsewhere um, involving guns. And at that point, you're just like, "Oh, you're 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 that guy. That's that's the guy. Um, the guy who waves the gun around on his own Instagram live as all of these stories, which are serious, are floating around, preventing us from having all the jokes that we want, while also trying to find the
0: the spaces to have the jokes about the shirtlessness." I'll, I'll say this quickly: is that I found myself trying to explain how I could see a player like John Moran or any player. Find themselves in situations like this. And even pointed out that I've been around players who've been in situations like this or situations worse and it worse than this and it didn't get publicized and everything ended up being all right in the long run. But I can't explain the Instagram live. Like that is so concerning, not even for how dangerous and stupid and risky it is. It's so concerning knowing what's surrounding you that you're like, you know what? You know what the right thing to do is right now? Yeah. You know what the prudent thing to do is right now? You know what will really help me while everyone's around me talking about how I'm acting too wild? Let me flash a gun on Insta... I'm sorry, all right, I'm done. I don't, I mean, I no, don't know how uh, to talk uh, about this. Uh, like, uh, because uh, like it, the decisions are so, or at least this one decision and on the series of a bunch of other events is so outrageous to me. I don't even know how to think about it or talk about it.
2: Yeah, David, I want to point out that this all was happening too. Like they had just lost, I believe, to the Nuggets. Could yeah. wrong, Alabaster, right? So there's the level of like, this is a standard sports controversy. Like how dare you celebrate what? But then you get to the real <laughs> that Dominique is saying, which is like, yeah, dude, I who can defend him? Right now. Yeah, I,
4: I'm not. I'm not totally sure how to talk about this either. I know how I don't don't want to talk about it. Like I don't want to talk about it as like this is what dudes who are products of the hood do, or like talking about is this you know he trying to justify some sort of level of blackness or some sort of authenticity? Like all that stuff about where he's from, all that stuff is boring to me and sort of useless. And talking about this is just how people from a certain like that's like I, that is a very sort of. uh, uh You know, baseless sort of conversation to have that's really kind of insulting in general to Black folks. I think because like this is a singular thing that one guy is doing. Like we don't, like we don't really see this a lot. (laughs) And like this is a one thing that somebody's doing. And like, you know, Deion Sanders went on there and was talking about like uh, fatherlessness. Like this dude's dad is there all the time. Like we can also like I don't want to talk about that. Like I just want to talk about one guy. Being singularly idiotic and dangerous with his life right now, like flashing guns and having guns, as we know, in especially in the celebrity space, is not going to protect you from anything. All it's doing is letting folks know that if they want to mess with you, that this is what they're going to need to do to bring, like, they're going to need to bring some sort of artillery to meet that if they're going to mess with you. Like, nothing's going to stop somebody from doing what they're going to do, and you're just, you know, you're just heightening the danger. And that's what's really concerning. It's the bad decisions and the weapons, and those things never mix well. Like, we could talk about the gri- the Grizzlies on court and leadership and all that stuff, but really, I'm really concerned about this dude and the people around him and, like, how this is going to end. In Memphis, of all places, in where, Memphis. as far as I know, they don't play. So
0: I think the conversation started in a reasonable place. Like, Ja, why are you messing around when you got the life when you got the world at your fingertips. And I could understand how Jack could get him in these, get himself in these situations while the world is at his fingertips and he's in his early twenties. Like that was making sense to me, but it also made sense to be like, this is stupid. Stop being stupid. But with all that happening for him to take it another step, that to me is like concerning as an understatement. It's confusing and we assume that everyone is, I mean, we don't assume that everyone is logical, but we assume that people operate within some like breadth of reasonable logic. And I don't understand. Like it wasn't even like he got in another fight and pulled a gun. Like unprovoked, he thought it was a good idea to dangle a firearm in front of Instagram live.
2: Well, this is where, like, I've seen the online theories, which are all speculation in the same way that this is going to be speculation, that that was actually a gun lighter. It was a lighter, guys, not a real gun, which is even worse in a certain way. Like, yeah. you're this is even more confusing strategically. And by the way, like, the, the caricature of John Moran, it is now, like, this, this real-life, like, um, caricature, stereotype that he is yeah. becoming, which is confusing also because the guy as a player, like, something that smart nba analysts pointed out insofar as how you conduct yourself on a court and how you can conduct yourself off the court are they related like the dude for all of the shannon sharp arguing is like one of the smartest players in the nba and i guess now i'm just transitioning to the point where i regret that like this guy who i loved watching who is incredibly strategically clever on a basketball court is kind of just ruining everything Um, It seems. And the question, I guess, was how do you think the suspension was handled by all parties involved? I guess it's a step forward that we got a statement and he hasn't said anything since otherwise.
0: I guess that's a good thing. I want to fast forward to the beginning of next season when someone writes a profile on him about how he walked on the wild side and now he is committed to going to church every day and all that stuff. And now he's like, hopefully between now and then he can not do anything else that's, ridiculously foolish, flashing a gun or a gun lighter or anything like that, and then we can all just say he's a changed man. He had <laughs> a, a weird dalliance with danger, and now he's a choir boy who likes to dunk on people. That's uh, can we get Pablo? Can you write that piece for us next year, beginning of the season? Oh, I
2: would love to launder
4: a PR <laughs> campaign. Yes. yes, I'm available. Oh, yeah, I mean God. the thing about this that's so strange is that like, it, and, and Dominique, I bet I think you could probably speak this. Like, it feels like. Sometime around like the LeBron coming into the league or maybe the Gilbert Arenas, like it seems like there just became an infrastructure in all of these leagues that were like, look, we're going to get everybody who comes in. We're going to give you the right people, give you the proper. Like it just feels like there was just something in place where we just don't see this as often anymore as we used to. And I don't understand how this sort of skipped this one guy. It feels like something that
2: someone who has not watched the NBA in 20 years assumes about. Oh, that's how that league is like, and that's what again, triply unfortunate because this is not actually what basketball is like. And yeah, I mean, guns. Come on, can we? I... Oh God! Is Charles Barkley I... going to moderate a town hall about guns? Is that where we're going? Oh my goodness! Is this how
4: this oh, goes? Oh my goodness!
0: You trying to make me mad? Oh, oh my, my
4: goodness! goodness. We're is good. You're about. You're, Charles Barkley's about to block you from his personal text messages if I no, if, no, if I respond with that.